Hello and welcome back to Reality Check. No upfront ads this week, uh, other than to say if you like the episodes you're listening to and you think the private sessions may help with a problem you're having, uh, please shoot me a message and let me know about it. Some of you out there may think that the thing that you're struggling with is silly or that it's too small to warrant personal attention, and to that I say nonsense. Uh, there is no shame in asking for a little help when you need it. Um, but speaking of misplaced shame, that gets us into this week's topic. Someone who will remain extra special anonymous uh, sent me a very simple question reading, I love porn. Am I immoral? Now, the first thing I noticed about this is the automatic assumption towards morality. So that's where I'll start. When it comes to anything and everything sex-related, there is this really very clear dividing line between moral and immoral, and that's the idea of consent. Put simply, if everything is voluntary, then everything is fine. The performers agreed to money in exchange for having sex on camera, and assuming that you paid for your porn, that's also a voluntary transaction. And more recently, many women are cutting out the middleman entirely, and you can pay uh, to directly tap into their personal webcams. Now, there are documentaries that are starting to pop up asking the question of whether porn is a toxic place for women to be working. But as with any job, there are going to be pluses and minuses. Uh, As I mentioned in last week's episode, the plight of strangers shouldn't be a huge weight on your shoulders. In other words, it doesn't make you a hero to a white knight for women in porn. They all want to be there for one reason or another, Uh, the money seems to be good, all things considered, Uh, and concerning yourself with the alleged plight of strangers is just a distraction from your own life. But the fact that the questioner started from a place of asking about morality is telling, because for many people, porn is about guilt, and almost always of the unearned variety. Whether it's some religions telling you that sex outside of marriage, and thus porn, uh, is sinful, or it's, you know, ultra-feminists trying to convince you that porn is all about human trafficking, which it isn't, uh, there are tons of people that want to make you feel bad or gross about watching porn. But like all unearned guilt, the key is to realize that the only reason you feel guilty is because someone else wanted you to feel that way. It has nothing to do with porn or anything else. It's just about people wanting to control the lives of other people. As with all unearned guilt, it usually takes time and rewiring to finally drop that emotionally gross feeling. But the first step is to realize that there's no rational reason to feel that guilt. So morally, assuming the porn is voluntary... You're all good. Feel free to masturbate. Um, There are other interesting questions that need answers, however. For instance, even if porn isn't evil, does that make it good? Is it healthy to consume porn? Is there such thing as too much porn? Should porn consumption go down or disappear entirely once you go from being single to being in a relationship? All these questions fall under the heading of where should porn fit in our lives? Now, here's where I might lose some of you, so try to bear with me. Porn can be great, and by that I mean it's a tool that can serve a number of really helpful purposes. As a young person, over 18, in accordance with state and federal laws, of course, porn allows you to explore ideas and fantasies by yourself in the safety of your own mind. And even though a large portion of our sexual development happens in our teens, that process can continue long into adulthood. That's why I often tell people that the combination of porn and masturbation is an almost entirely different beast than sex itself. Sex is about two people coming together and sharing themselves with each other. Masturbation is about self-exploration. 
And porn is the intellectual side of that exploration. It's constantly asking yourself the question of, what am I into? What turns me on? Is there something out there that someone else has thought of that I might like? It's the manifestation or practice of sexual curiosity. In fact, personally speaking, when someone says, you know, I don't watch porn, I don't like it, I immediately think to myself, either this person is lying because they feel insecure, or they're probably pretty boring, generally speaking. Now, why would I make that kind of assumption? Because if you willfully refuse to use such a great tool of intellectual curiosity, what can that say about you? Odds are that either you aren't very curious in the first place, or you're scared of where your curiosity will lead you, and you shut it down before even starting. And this branches off into a common point of contention when it comes to relationships. Now here, I'm speaking in generalities, so assume that when I refer to either sex, assume I'm saying many women or a large percentage of men, because I'm merely talking about trends, not absolutes for everyone. Okay, so women, even women that are fine with porn themselves and who would admit that they like it here and there, they tend to think that masturbation is a replacement for sex. That it's what you do when you're single and you don't have any other options. And this makes sense when you consider that the emotional bond of sex is what women usually care about the most. Sure, orgasms feel great, but for women, the feeling is hollow without that intrapersonal connection. Men, on the other hand, have a much easier time bifurcating the emotions from the act. Sure, sex for them is usually better with a woman that they truly care about, but not to the point where masturbation feels hollow. Men are visual creatures, and so a great deal of arousal is wrapped up in that. And it's why porn is such a male-targeted market. But going back to my earlier point, whether inadvertently or not, men, I would say, are more in the right on how they view porn than women. Meaning that even if they haven't thought it through as explicitly as I'm stating it now, it's extremely important to have a sexual character outside of anyone else. You should have your own turn-ons, your own turn-offs, you should know how every inch of your body works, and be able to verbalize it, and you should always have things that you fantasize about, some of which might be impossible, but some of which you should be thinking, hey, maybe I'll find someone special to experiment and try that out with. With all of that, porn is the tool of choice. It can teach you about your body, it can introduce you to new sex positions, new sex toys, it can make you feel comfortable with dirty talk, and even if you find something that turns you on because it's taboo, it's all teaching you about yourself. So to the women out there that feel as though, you know, once you're dating or married to a guy, the porn should be locked away, I say no. Not only should you be fine with your husband watching it, but why the hell aren't you watching it as well? And add to that, why not watch it together? Because, of course, another huge benefit of porn is that it's a great stimulant for sex. Now, of course, there are some women that try, and they just don't get much out of watching porn. The common complaint is that they need context, they need a story, they need build-up. And that makes complete sense. After all, one of the largest book genres is the so-called bodice ripper novel, uh, otherwise known as romance novels. Um, These are essentially soft-core porn stories, which is great. But I would argue it might be fun to drop the facade, understand and be comfortable with the fact that they are just porn, and seek out stories that don't make such an effort to hide their true nature. There are tons of free porn stories on the internet, and reading them is a great way to explore your own fantasies. In fact, here's my advice to men. You should go read these stories yourself. So much of video porn out there goes right from, hi, nice to meet you, to full-on sex in a matter of seconds. 
that's not even close to realistic. And while lots of adult stories aren't realistic either, they come closer. If women in general need to be less afraid of porn, then men in general need to expand their understanding of what sex is beyond mere humping. Uh, Personally speaking, I think the best combination is to use the stories as the idea generator, then maybe find porn that matches the scenes that you liked reading about. So basically, stories for context, porn for visuals. But speaking of the single-mindedness of some men, that brings me to the cautionary part of this episode, the downsides of porn. And I hesitate to even call it a porn issue, because ultimately it's not about porn. It's often portrayed in the news and in media that men are constantly getting addicted to porn. Uh, By the way, I don't use the word addiction for things like this. I think of it more as a fixation. But they get fixated on porn, and that means porn is bad or unhealthy by its very nature. Not true. Porn fixation, uh, usually occurring with guys, but it can happen with women as well, It's not about loving porn so much as it's about retreating away from people. There are a growing number of young guys that say something similar to, I don't need a girlfriend, I've got porn, that's all I really want. They look at the girls and the women around them, they find the notion of connecting with them untenable in some way, and they know that they can get the same orgasms from masturbating to porn, and so they say no thanks to real life. Now, why is this happening? There are many reasons, some of which are known and some of which people are still investigating. Uh, On college campuses, it's become extremely dangerous for men to engage in sex because they can easily be accused of rape and expelled without any kind of trial or presumption of innocence. Many men see that and think, why risk it? And frankly speaking, I have to agree with them. They probably shouldn't risk it until they leave college. And that's a really sad thing to have to say. But what about the rest of the guys who are retreating from life into their own fantasies? Like anything, if you start to replace real life with fictional life, you're getting yourself into psychological trouble. This happens with video games, with, you know, following around music bands, with some religions, and even with the field of psychology itself. I've met people that have turned being depressed into their identity and huddled around with other depressed peoples in the corners of the internet not really wanting to venture out into the real world because why would they want to? They have all the friends they need online. Porn isn't special or unique from any of these other traps that people fall into. Porn fixation is just the most obvious symptom of a very deep problem. And it's only when these people seek help for that true problem, not so-called porn addiction, that any real progress can be made. Porn, whether consumed alone or with your partner, should always make you feel like you want human connection. If you're single, watching or reading porn should make you think, I want to find somebody who gets what I'm into, who gets turned on like I get turned on. If you're in a relationship, porn should make you think, I want to show my spouse this video or that story. I want to share this turn on with the person that I love, and I want to see if we can imitate what these performers are doing uh, or adapt the idea to suit our own kinks. If that's the impulse that you get from porn, then it's doing exactly what it should be doing. It's motivating you to experience life in a more fulfilling way. If it's doing the opposite, if you feel like porn is starting to replace real life in your mind and in your desires, that's the time to push it aside for a while and really try to figure out what's going wrong. Chances are, it has nothing to do with porn, or maybe even nothing to do with sex necessarily, and more to do with your own self-esteem, especially as it pertains to the opposite sex. 
So that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, I hope everyone listening wasn't too intimidated by the subject matter, especially since it's so important to be comfortable with sexuality. So much of our lives are connected to sex and love, and it's always heartbreaking when I hear about a wife that feels unwanted because her husband watches porn, or conversely, when a guy feels guilty about it because his girlfriend has berated him for it in the past. There's nothing to fear from porn, and a whole lot to be learned both about ourselves and other people. All right, so until next time, thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.